Hey there anime fans, this is Amazing Beam coming to you again with some, actually something a little bit different. Um, as you can probably tell from the title, this is actually um, a little bit of a review. I wanted to go ahead and start doing a few episodes of um, just kind of watch with me and um, where we kind of follow an anime. I'll probably watch a few bulk episodes and we'll go ahead and, you know, I just want to chit chat on some of the things that I um, liked about the episode, a little bit of a review, maybe some bad you know, just to get a little feel of some of the anime for this season. Um, I mentioned a little while ago that I did want to kind of touch a little bit more on retro anime. Um, for retro anime, I kind of wanted to expand it to include a lot of sort of remakes because I know a lot of, um, there's a lot of good anime that people haven't um, seen probably because it was, it's, it will be too old for when they were born or, you know, they, maybe they never even got into it when um, it first was popular. And um, I decided to go ahead and start that with this episode, and I wanted to go ahead and explore Digimon Adventure. So, um, just a quick little summary. Um, Digimon Adventure was it was a childhood favorite of mine. You know, I watched it one summer while I watched it on um, you know Fox Kids. If you're in America, you probably you know know about that. You know, Fox Kids and different networks. And I'm just binge watching those episodes. You know, just seeing how much more you know invested this show was compared to like something like Pokemon. They sort of lumped it together with older anime that may not um, get looked at nowadays in sort of their nostalgia trip. You know, we talk about Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon and different things like that. But, um, you know, Digimon is another one of those anime that was up there back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Recently, if you've been following the news, they just did a remake of Digimon Adventure where they're actually changing around a lot of the... They, they've changed around certain bits of the story. I'll go ahead and do this episode. Uh, we'll talk about the first three episodes, episode one, two, and three. You can catch these episodes on Crunchyroll. Um, they are uh, subs, so English subtitles, if you want to check those out. I prefer English subtitles just personally, so it doesn't bother me too much. But um, yeah, I just wanted to go ahead and get into like a nice little... First, we'll get into a spoiler-free, and then I'll make sure you guys know when a good cutoff time would be to keep listening if you want to hear more about my um, opinion about the episode. So a summary for the first episode one is Taichi Yamagi and Koshiro Izumi are two boys preparing for their kids club camping trip when Taichi's mother and sister are caught in a cyber attack occurring in Tokyo. Taichi fights to save his family with a mysterious life. Episode 2, War Game. Taichi comes face to face with a mysterious boy riding on the back of a Digimon inside the network. The missile launch is approaching and Taichi and his friends must stop it at all odds. For episode 3, an enormous white Digimon fights with Taichi and Yamato to stop the missile just before it hits the metropolis. Shortly after the missile incident, the children's club camping trip, a new threat closes in on the city of Tokyo. So first I just wanted to go in and get started with some of uh, my pre-spoiler uh, free, uh, I guess, opinions about the series from what I've seen in this picture so far. Um, like I said, I've, I was always a big fan of Digimon growing up. I know that they had Digimon Tri, which is a sequel to the original cast and um you know even though i had some some um you know gripes about that like they didn't feature the season two did you destined enough or um you know just small things like that i was willing to just kind of give it a chance the the good thing that i see about this anime is i think that they're still following in the same path as digimon tried they're keeping that good animation quality which is very good it's always something that that it's it's it helps when the animation is good obviously because 
you know, back in the day, I think when a lot of these larger TV series were airing in Japan, I don't believe that they really had a lot of, they didn't have a lot of time to really perfect things. And I know people nowadays will kind of, people who are trying to like hate on a lot of retro anime will kind of point that out in like, you know, Sailor Moon or DBZ, anything where, you know, the animation, they may have like not drawn something or, you know, or left a line out of place. And of course it ends up looking sloppy, you know, and, and years down the line people can kind of complain about it. But, you know, you know, looking back on a lot, the very tough job a lot of animators have, especially in Japan where they're underpaid, you know, uh, I think that certain things are able to kind of um, go around those really large problems, especially while the show is airing, just because, you know, the I, one of those large things, like I said, going around the animation would be the story. Um, you know, even, even when a lot of retro anime is... Um, the animation quality may have, you know, come down just a little bit. They still usually keep the story going uh, strong, and I—that's something that's really appreciated. But at the same time, you know, every time I see a remake nowadays, it's—they usually will kind of make it nice and glossy and pretty and beautiful. And then the unfortunate side is the story kind of suffers because of that. So it's um—it's a little bit of a double-sided sword for me between the story and animation. Me personally, I would love a good story over great animation. You know, just for example, I've seen a lot of great video games come out nowadays that are actually focusing on like the 16-bit era or just past eras of past, um, you know, polygons from like the PS1 era and Nintendo, Super Nintendo era. People are kind of going back and saying, you know what, I, I really would like a strong story as opposed to just something looking very pretty and beautiful and everything. And I had to call it out, but you know, a lot of people would, might agree that, you know, Final Fantasy XV would probably be one of those things. It's a very, very, very beautiful game. However, I believe that the story did suffer a lot because I feel like they focused a little bit too much. And of course, Final Fantasy, if you follow Final, Final Fantasy since, you know, the 90s, they've always been a franchise that has um, tried to put their animation and, you know, their games, you know, top tier and just make it look so realistic and amazing. You know, back in the 90s, at the end of the 90s, you were like, oh my gosh, Final Fantasy 7 and 8, the graphics are so good. And nowadays we just laugh at that. But, you know, it's I, the thing that really sticks with people, I think, was the story in those games. So um, that's that's what I kind of use to kind of back up my um, opinion about that. But um, that's, that's just some of my first looks looking at some of the Digimon adventures, um, the new pictures they've kind of put out. Um, at this point, I know that the series has been out for a little bit in Japan, so I know that I know that this isn't this, the series is already well underway. So I um, I'm kind of going into it a little bit blind. Um, I have seen some people talk about some things about it, you know, that they've changed a few things around. I'm kind of interested to see where they take in the story. Obviously, like I said, Jack, like I just said, the story is kind of number one for me. So I'd really um, just enjoy if they really did a good job with the story. So we'll see where they go from here because I think the last few seasons, while um, while I wasn't too enthused about them, like Digimon Cross Wars or the App Appmon, I think, you know, they once again, um, I think the animation kind of shone over the story because I'm not sure the story had. I feel like the stories were exciting and fun, but they didn't have something that made the uh, a lasting impression. I would say, you know. There are things from the original Digimon series like, you know, just very iconic things like, you know, a lot of people that were watching will, will remember the the battle between, um, you know, Angemon and Devimon or the battles between the Dark Masters or, you know, the whole when Gatomon turned into Angemon and fought Myotismon. 
like I said, I, I'm very interested to see where they will take this story. Um, if they're going to take it to something similar like Dragon Ball Kai, where they just cut out a lot of things to make it shorter, or if they've, you know, even taken elements and added things, you know, things that were never there to begin with to make the story stronger. That would be something that I would really love to see. You know, them taking a small chance to really enhance the story. I'd like to see enhancers because obviously, you know, there are Digimon fans all over the world and this is a story that, you know, people have probably already seen many times before. So, like I said, bring something new. I mean, obviously people have never seen it. Everything's going to be new to them. But for people that have seen it, you know, I'm sure that people would like to see, you know, something that still surprises you to leave a lasting impression. So we will see about that. But um, right now, I think um, this is where I'll probably stop talking about the spoiler-free. And um, right here is where I'll start to go ahead and talking into the spoiler reviews. All right. So we're back right now. And I wanted to go ahead and share my spoiler review of the first three episodes of the new Digimon Adventure anime. Um, you can view this anime on Crunchyroll. And if you do, um, I hope you enjoy it. So just some of my first impressions that I got, um, just first talking about, you know, some of the first things we always see in anime is the, the music, the opening. Um, just wanted to say, I, I guess I, I didn't have, I wasn't on the podcast years ago, but rest in peace to Watakoji. Uh, he was the original, you know, singer who sang all those really iconic opening and ending theme songs um, throughout the Digimon um, franchise. He wasn't the only one, but he was the one who made that whole, he made, you know, that song Butterfly, if you've never heard it before, I can, um, I'll, I'll get a small link in the description if you guys never heard that, but, you know, he was an excellent singer, he really knew how to, like, drive that kind of, you know, get your blood pumping, the adrenaline rushing, you know, there's something that's, that's, you know, very essential to shonen anime, and, um, you know, to me, he always kind of had a little bit of a boy band feel, I didn't mind that, I actually liked that, you know, it was, he just had a very singing, very dynamic, just to get you kind of really powered up. And obviously, you know, since his passing a few years ago, they, they're not able to tap him again to fill in that role. So, you know, obviously the opening was one of the first things that I really noticed about it. Like, uh-oh, you know, is, am I going to get a good feeling from this? Oh, no. And, I, you know, I um, overall, I think I enjoyed the new opening. It does sound a tad bit generic in some places. Um... I think because it reminds me of one of the openings from Boku no Hero Academia. I think it was the third opening, I believe. But um, that's the only thing, the only problem that I had with it. Um, it was still a good opening. Don't get me wrong. But um, I do, of course, you know, I guess I'm just still having my nostalgia glasses on. I'm comparing it to Butterfly, which is like a huge, iconic, you know, anime song that just about, you know, even people who aren't anime fans might have heard that song. So I, um... I really enjoyed, um, like I said, I, I, I did enjoy the new opening. It'll grow on me, I think, over time, but um, it does remind me of just a lot of other openings. It didn't have that, you know, punching feel to it. It did get me very curious about what this show was about. You know, if I had never, you know, I was trying to put myself in the shoes of someone who maybe had never seen this before, you know, seen never seen these characters or anything. Um, and it made me very interested um, in continuing to watch the show. I, um, I did... Um, you know, obviously, I've, I've, I already, I'm familiar with the characters, um, but there were certain parts of the opening, for example, when um, you know Taichi was spinning back around. I was like, oh, that's a huge like you know nostalgia shot right there. You know, when the Digi Destin were kind of like going through. The, I don't know if you've ever seen the Japanese opening, where you know they're kind of flying through letters, they're traveling to the digital world, quote unquote. 
And um, that, that was a very, I like that nice little small touch. Obviously, you know, people who had seen the original series would know that, but they fit it into a brand new animation sequence, which I think it fit in beautifully. So, you know, even though it didn't kind of stab, even though the song and everything didn't stab my nostalgia, um, the, I guess the nostalgia-ness in my heart, it did, um, I was, I did say, I did believe that the animation was very top-notch, and I do appreciate that. Um, I mentioned that earlier, that, you know, having good animation, obviously a good, strong story are kind of central, but I do kind of place the story a little bit higher than the animation. But, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't gyrating or anything. It was a very interesting song. So, um, just moving on, um, we can talk a little bit about the animation throughout the three episodes. Um, once again, um... I had to say I was very surprised. I was happy that the animation quality is actually pretty good. Um, I can see where they, um, during certain action sequence, I think it was a little bit uh, rushed a little bit. Um, things did look, things did continue to look very, um, you know, pretty throughout the episode. Um, I didn't think that there were too many places. I, like I said, I think during the action scenes are where the animation kind of went down just slightly, but, um, there were so many other parts of the anime, you know, just like the shots of the cityscape. Um, you know, I, th I think the wider shots like that are where the episodes really shined. Um, I think, you know, on certain like central characters that we're supposed to be focusing on on the screen, I do think their animation quality was a little bit lower. That might just be because these are actual things that we're supposed to be focusing on and, and moving in the animation. So. They may not have had as much time to, you know, um, deal with that because this this show, similar to the original show, I think it's kind of in a little bit of um, a little bit of a crunch on time. Um, and like I said, uh, just for me personally, I kind of had the story over animation. So those small little sequences where the animation goes down, as long as like the dialogue and story keeps pumping and being interesting, I don't mind those small little hiccups because, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be perfect. I just I really um, like the story over the animation, but um, yeah, just going just uh, throughout the episode, it was it was still just a nice eye candy kind of treat, you know. Um, I really liked the the effects, the the details that they had on certain parts, like for example, when Agumon digivolved to Greymon to fight those little small monsters. I thought that was very beautifully done. I love that part where they really zoomed in on his eyeball, and you saw. You know how Greymon has this little little thing on like Cubon, on his little skull and then you see like around his eyes is like this little fleshy pink part you know that's very just it looks gross <laughs> just to put it um simply it looks very gross but I love the detail around that you know that shows me that that was just something that really took a lot of time and you know those small details where they did put a very high focused on high focus on the animation I really appreciate that because it really I think you know, like, for example, again, when they zoomed in on his eyeball and he was like, you know, looking at Tai Chi, it was kind of like, I really felt that moment. So I guess moving on just from that is, you know, how did it make me feel? Um, I think this anime still made me feel pretty good. I did feel like a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a kid again, you know, like this is, it did have certain aspects that made me feel like, oh, this is like the beginnings of like some great adventure. He's meeting new friends, you know, I'm... I'm meeting these some of these characters that you know they may um they I, I wasn't too sure I guess about their relationship in the original and I'll get into that a little bit with the characters but um no I really I really enjoyed um you know just how that was all sequenced out and everything 
And um, I guess I can go ahead now and just move on to the characters. Um, if, if you've ever seen this anime before, you probably already know that it, um, you're, you should be familiar with most of these characters. There were a few Digimon in here that obviously I didn't know just because I haven't been keeping up with like the TCG game or the card, you know, the card game in Japan. They're always coming out with new Digimon. One of the awesome aspects about it is that one of the things that they introduced now is these characters are having to meet for the first time. So this is an awesome opportunity for them to reintroduce and reapply um, some of the relationships they have. For example, I think the biggest one that really stood out to me was probably between Tai and Agumon. Um, of course, you know, for example, when Tai was um, running to the station trying to help his mom, the I called it right, right before it popped up. The crest of the crest or Digimetal of courage popped up. And the thing is, like, I love that scene right there. Probably my favorite scene in episode one, where you know he's running. He's he jumped over the little booth at the subway station where he's gonna run and try and help his mom and, and little Hikari, his sister. And you know, that obviously was a moment that touched my feelings because that was his show of courage. Obviously, you know, for people who haven't seen the show or anything, they, they won't understand, they won't make that connection just yet. But, you know, Ty's, um, his symbol in the show is basically courage. And that was his first, you know, selfless feat of courage. You know, and that's something that they really didn't focus on as much back in the original anime. And also, I love how they use that as sort of a tie-in for when he arrived in the digital world and he met Agumon. And the thing is, Agumon had been a Koromon, he'd been a little Digimon fighting all this, you know, big group of Digimon. And when they met, it was kind of like two, it did feel like two destined souls who were courageous were coming together for a bigger cause. And the thing is, I love that, I love that, you know, sequence that they had just because that symbolizes his character. I love how they, you know, they, they gave him just an, an excellent thesis because now, you know, as we already know, you know, Tai is, Taichi is the goggle guy. He's the leader. You know, this, this made me say he is the leader, you know. Um, obviously, you know, um, Izzy, he was kind of running behind. He um, was trying to keep up and everything. But I, I, I did like how they took that focus on him in the first episode and really drove it home you know, how good of a leader he would be just because, you know, obviously if, 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 if you ever have a leader in real life, you know, you want someone that's going to like have your back, be there for you, you know, stick their neck out when, you know, you're in a lot of trouble. And I feel like just from that moment, just from this episode, we've gotten a good idea that Taichi is that person. You know, a lot of the other characters, they're kind of, they can be a little bit blase. They're not bad people per se. They're just average people. They're not someone who's going to really, you know, jump out and jump out of the crowd and say like, I will save you. I will help. You know, Tai, tai Chi has just kind of proven himself to be like an excellent, not even just a good, but an excellent Samaritan by just being very selfless with his actions. You know, um, I guess moving on to episode two, where we're talking about the stories. Um, I did like at the end of episode one, how they introduced Garurumon and Yamato Matt. Um, that he was kind of like watching from afar, like, oh, who is this guy? You know, they're, they're obviously setting up that whole rivalry between them that's super iconic. And um, I like I really liked how they breezed, they, they entered that into the second episode. I like how they didn't shy away from it. I like how Yamato Matt didn't run away when Taichi kind of saw him. And the funny thing, also another small tidbit that gave us 
small spoiler to the next, you know, sequence of events is Greymon and Garumon actually knew each other. Greymon, you know, well, actually, Garumon helped fight off one of the monsters, and Greymon, Greymon was like, oh, thanks, you know, I owe you one. And then Greymon immediately, he did what I usually do. He's like, here, let me kill a monster in front of you. There, we're even now, you know? And I, I love that dynamic because they, they, almost, they almost already have a brotherly kind of dynamic, which... You know, if this was the original anime, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to see that down the line. But obviously in this story, we see later on that they introduce Omnimon in the second episode. And Omnimon is, he's like the level beyond, you know, the mega level, basically, or perfect. And um, basically, um, it was, I think that was a big surprise. I do think that, um, I did like how they set everything up. I And I also, you know, will point out that they did basically copy the whole um, story from, um, I think it was the second Digimon movie, a Child's War game, Child's War game. And, you know, it's, I, I, um, I was a little bit on the fence because I was like, oh no, they're copying things. Is this really going to go in a different direction? But, you know, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I did enjoy, you know, how they tied these new characters in to the, you know, second story, the second movie story. Um, I was, I was, I'm, I'm glad that they changed up certain elements, you know, like who he was fighting. He wasn't fighting, Di fighting Diabormon. They were trying to stop a nuclear missile from the United States from destroying Tokyo, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, I, I, I do think that was, I don't necessarily think that was lazy writing, but I do think that was creative how they are, you know, they did find a way to wrangle in the older fans who've obviously seen that, you know, and the newer fans who were like, oh, wow, never experienced that. And I, like I said, something I was looking forward to and hopefully this series will you know, continue to do is that they're taking elements that will, you know, keep older fans who already know some of the story or where some of the story might go and newer fans who've never seen it before and you're still giving a new experience to both of those groups. And that is something that I really admire about this show. Um, like I said, it did surprise me before when they brought in Omnimon because that was something that didn't happen until like, what, like episode... It, ha it happened in the movie first, but it, you know, that was after about 50 episodes into the show, I think. So it was, um, I, I can really see how they're really cleaning things up. And they're really, I think this time they're really taking all the elements and making a more, um, a more fleshed, um, I don't want to say fleshed out, but it's definitely more enhanced, I guess. Like I was saying, just in the first few episodes, you know, we saw that whole dynamic between, you know, uh, Tai Chi and Izzy and Taichi and Yamato, Taichi and uh, Agumon, Greymon. We didn't get much obvious between Taichi and Garurumon because Garurumon is worse than that in Yamato. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm loving, you know, I was just, like I said, putting myself in the shoes of someone who has never actually seen this show. And I was just very pleasantly surprised about how all the relationships are forming out. You know, we even got a glimpse of Sora and Joe. Um, just for a second, just a little bit, they just introduced themselves. You know, Sora is the popular girl in class. So Izzy was like, oh yeah, I've seen you before. All the girls talk about you, you know. Um, but we'll probably get into that later because, you know, obviously we have to have the other Digidestined um, join the Digi, um, just to join the, fat, the fight and, um, you know, just see if they can save the world again, basically. <laughs> I guess this is a retelling of that in different dimension. But um, yeah, overall, I will say... Um, I'll probably give the first few episodes, probably uh, episodes one through three, a I'll probably say like a nine out of ten. 
um, like I said, um, I I don't want to give it like a perfect. It was very exciting. It was very um, the story. I think while it did borrow, you know, elements from, um, it basically rehashed elements. I don't want to say borrow. It rehashed elements into a new story to kind of fit its own narrative. And um, while I do think that's a little bit creative, I did think that that kind of um, it. Um, it wasn't necessarily lazy, but I think it was something that they could have fleshed out even more in that aspect. But, um, you know, obviously if you're a fan of Digimon, you know there's a whole lot more to the story than just that. And the thing is, I think the thing is also that since that element has been established, we don't have to spend you know, like the next 20 episodes, you know, proving that Taichi and Yamato, Matt, have a rivalry. Or, you know, that Taichi and Izzy aren't you know on good terms and good friends you know i i think that they they were very straight to the point crisp on that on setting up those relationships and it does make me very curious how the other relationships the other Digi, other digi destiny will play out in the show so that's my review of the first three episodes uh we will get into a little bit more summaries later on and um hopefully you guys enjoyed this and next time we will talk about a few more episodes i may include maybe like four or five episodes maybe we'll see but um, like I said, you can check this series out on Crunchyroll. It's English subtitled and it's one of my childhood favorites. And it makes me very pleased that they are actually doing a, you know, a pretty good job of bringing in newer fans, but also giving older fans something that they can rewatch and experience something, you know, experience a few things that they have experienced like on a nostalgia trip, but also introduce some new elements that I think um, will really, you know, make the series more updated and make it feel like almost just a fresh story. So once again, this is Amazing Beam here coming to you with a little watch with me anime review of Digimon Adventure. Hope to see you guys next time and take it easy. Bye.